Hello and welcome to the top data and analytics challenges in 2017. My name is Michael Sims. I'm a research analyst at APQC and today I'm joined by Holly Lyko-Gland, Principal Research Lead in the area of Process and Performance Management also at APQC. Hey Holly. Hi Michael. Hi everyone. Uh, today we're going to talk about the results of our annual Process and Performance Management Priorities and Challenges Survey but we're going to focus specifically on the data and analytics section of that survey. So we're going to talk about what the top uh, challenges are in data and analytics, and we're going to compare those results to last year to see how, how organizations' priorities have shifted over the last 12 months. And then we're going to go into some practical tips and some available resources for confronting those challenges. And then finally, we'll, we'll uh, give you a sneak peek at what you can expect from APQC in 2017. So looking at the top uh, priorities and challenges for process and performance management practitioners, uh, we can see that data and analytics it has been highlighted by 70% of organizations as a top challenge. Now this is actually way up from last year. Uh, it, was, it was only about half of organizations that, that cited data and analytics as a top challenge for 2016. So this is a hot topic that's getting hotter in the year 2017. Do you have, uh, you have any idea why that might be, Holly? Well, I think there's an important caveat to that is that data analytics has been a hot topic for a few years now. Um, but what we're talking about with the group that we've that we tend to conduct a survey for is our our process and performance management people. So that's everybody in process, quality, benchmarking, performance management, a lot of those back office operational and shared service groups that help manage how the organization performs. And that's the fact is that I think analytics is growing exponentially for those groups, um, and they're seeing all of the benefits that, that a lot of the more customer-facing groups like product development, marketing, have had using these skill sets. And that's why we're seeing this huge jump this year. Yeah, that makes sense, definitely. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's drill, drill in a little bit and take a look at what the, uh, the challenges and priorities are specifically for data and analytics. So establishing a culture of data-driven decision-making is the top challenge for 2017. And this basically means using data to make objective decisions. Organizations are, I would, I would argue, are, are recognizing the value of analytics, but they're, they're struggling to, to get the organization to integrate the insights from analytics into their everyday decision-making. And so the, the, the challenge here is establishing a culture of using data to make decisions. The second challenge here is uh, combining business acumen with statistical analysis to provide insights. And this is basically bridging the gap between business practitioners and analytics practitioners to, to, and, and getting them to work together to, to provide the insights that are used to make those data, database decisions. Um, what, do you, what do you see in these results, Holly? I think it's interesting that, I mean, and for us, there's so many organizational behavioral challenges um, present here on this slide. I think there's been a lot of research out there. There's a lot of information out there about the technical aspects of data analytics. Um, there's tons of information on, you know, visualization. There's tons of information on the technology available, which is the right ones to use. Um, there's a lot of information on, you know, conducting analytics and, and how people have been using them. But how organizations take it, internalize it, and make it part of the business is something people are still struggling with. I mean, those are really, really, really apparent when we're looking here. I mean, 
that whole idea of establishing a culture of database decision making is we're trying to change how the organization takes this tool and access all this information and how they use it in their daily jobs. You know, the second one is how do we get the business group and the analytics team talking together? Uh, all of this is, is driving to help the organization operationalize analytics and, and make it part of the backbone of how they do performance management as well as decision making. Right. So what I'm envisioning is you've got a, an analytics group and they've and it, it could be really a pocket of excellence, if you will. They, they're, they're really providing some great insights, but the business leaders either A, don't understand the insights, or B, are just uh, maybe at, at worst don't want to use them, or, or at best um, don't understand them. And, uh, and so I think these first three challenges all sort of address that issue. It's, it's making business leaders understand what the analytics practitioners are talking about uh, and making them want to use those insights in their everyday decision making. And so this, this third challenge here, aggregating analysis into a dashboard to support decision making, is, is really all about bridging that gap. It's about helping business leaders understand through data visualization what the analytics practitioners are, are trying to say. Right, and I think and, it, like, there's a well, lot of... Yeah. <laughs> it conveniently, um, conveniently, all uh, solving all three of those first challenges will help uh, provide a better ROI on analytics, which is the fourth challenge on the list. But go ahead, Holly. Oh no, I was going to say, and I mean, there was that study I believe by PwC last year that showed that organizations have been investing in analytics for the last three years, and they're still not happy with the results they're getting. But and that is really because of these issues, um, these kind of organizational backbone issues. They're not answering the right questions, or they don't understand how this information plays out, or data visualization plays a big role in that, as well as you know, some groups just don't want to use it. They prefer to rely on that kind of gut instinct or that business knowledge um, to be able to make the decisions. Right. Okay, well, let's take a look at how the, uh, the uh, priorities and challenges have, have shifted from, uh, from last year to this year. So last year, the top priority for organizations was establishing a roadmap on how to use analytics, while this year it is establishing a data-driven culture. What, what I see in this shift is organizations last year were still trying to figure out what analytics was and how to, and, and how to use it. And, and what we're seeing more this year is organizations understand analytics, and now they really want to get the most out of it. They want to make sure that it's being fully utilized across the organization to make better decisions. What, what do you see here? I think you're right on the money on that one. I mean, organizations understand that it, how it can be applied, how they can use it in, in performance management, how you know, there's a lot of literature out there on, on applications of analytics. There's a lot of technologies, a lot of plug-and-play technology out there on using analytics. But it's still that big shift of now that we have all these resources and, and we understand the value, it's, it moves back, like we've said earlier, it moves into how do we make it part of how we do business. And, and really focusing on those top two in particular really show the, the cultural aspect and the change management aspects of, of becoming a data-driven organization and taking advantage of all of this, all of these tools and, and methodologies. Right. So let's, let's, uh, let's take a look at those two top two 2017 topics in particular. What are some tips and solutions for, for establishing a data-driven culture? Well, fortuitously for us, um, Michael and I got to do a research project um, this past year 
on change management for establishing a data-driven culture, which combines two of our greatest passions, which is analytics as well as change management. Um, and as we were doing this study, what we found out um, was kind of that it's the same steps, regardless of what kind of, of change or culture shift or transformational change that you're trying to do. It's just kind of the pieces underneath it that change. And, and organizations were still going through the same kind of three big buckets that they needed to do to kind of make that shift. And the first one is like setting up the stage for change. Um, and really, that's about doing your homework. That's about understanding what's going on in the organization. Uh, every organization we talked to when we were doing the study did a current state assessment. So what they did was they wanted to understand what analytics capabilities were in the organization, what pockets of excellence, like Michael said earlier, are, are available so they can learn from them, so they can understand what resources are there. Um, and, and just being able to get a map of where the organization already is. Another big part of that was engaging leadership to understand their needs. Not, I'm not saying necessarily they had conversations that, okay, what are your analytics needs? But what are your business problem needs that you're not having the support that you need already? Um, because that helps the organization, I mean, just combining these two, map out what the purpose of analytics is for the organization, which will help them map out the best approach. So what kind of resources do we need? And that all leads in, into rolling out the change, which is actually setting up the department um, and embedding it within the organization and rolling it, it, it out to everybody else to be able to use. And that really requires a lot of things, necessary resources. So what are the skill sets we need? What headcount do we need? What technology do we need? What access to data do we need? All of that information is, is incredibly important to make sure that the team is able to hit the ground running. Uh, but the other part of rolling out that change is really the softer side, which is how do we get people engaged? How do we get people to change their behaviors? And what we saw was that the organizations who were really successful used a wide array of tactics. So not only did they have you know, a lot of the change management tactics, but they built that into the portfolio of offering that they provided for the organization. You know, there were some dashboards for people who wanted to just go, who were already data savvy and wanted to go and dig into the data. One-on-one, um, -on -one where the analytics team sits down with the business team to develop and work on projects together, because that gives not just that, that engagement um, and that everyday engagement, but it also helps the groups understand what analytics can do, as well as developing kind of a cross-conversation about you know, sharing terms and engagement along those lines. And really, I mean, as any change issue, you need to use structured communications. You need to figure out and map out the communication so it's most effective. And I really can't stress the value of quick wins. And this is where kind of that current state comes in particularly useful. When you're talking to the leadership team and you pinpoint what are their big pain problems and look through those and identify something that you could do that would be easy and high value, and that'll help you get buy-in, not just from the individual whose problem you solved, but from all the other groups, because they can see the immediate value that you're able to get that is high organizational value. And finally, like any other thing that you engage, you've got to monitor it, and you've got to have continuous improvement. Um, so ongoing evaluation and problem solving is also a big must when you're talking about shift and change. So what we saw was actually organizations had three big buckets of measures that they used to monitor and evaluate the, the analytics programs. Now, the first one's kind of Self-explanatory, they looked at productivity measures for the analytics team. So how many projects were they doing? Uh, how accurate were the predictions that they were making? Things along those lines. The second big bucket 
was looking at those business results. So again, it's tying it back to what leadership's pain points are, what information they're really interested in, and, and, and being able to measure things such as reductions in, um, reductions in turnover rates, growth in revenue, growth in customer satisfaction. Now, it's hard to dial that by one by one project, but you can bundle up those projects that they're doing and show the overall impact the team's having on the business's goals. And the last one is probably the one most people tend to overlook, which is behavioral changes. Um, we're doing a culture shift here, which requires we're trying to get people to change how they do things. Um, so you also have to monitor that. And a lot of times those are broken up into phases. For example, the first phase of, of shifting to a data driven culture is actually getting people to access and use what you have available. So some of the organizations did what they would start monitoring utilization rates for dashboards, for databases, requests. Um, and some groups were a little bit more sophisticated and also started tracking whether or not the data was being used during the decision-making process. And all of that does is it helps you understand the adoption rate and that the change is actually happening. All right, Michael, I know you're just as passionate about this topic. So uh, <laughs> what else? What other tips would you give? Um, no, I think I think that was that was a great uh, uh, five minute summary of uh, the forty page uh, research report that that you can see on the right side of the slide right now. Um, I, I think you covered it really well. The, uh, for for our audience, if, if you're interested in learning more about uh, what a data driven culture is and and how to use change management to build one in your organization, I, I would highly recommend. Uh, uh, taking a look at that that uh, research report, change management practices for est establishing a data driven culture. It's got some great case studies in it. It's got some great visuals. Uh, I, I think it's a, a worthwhile read, and I'm not just saying that because I, I co-authored it. Um, so let's let's take a look at the second challenge for 2017, which is uh, combining business acumen and statistical analysis. So really bridging the gap between the business side and the analytics side. What are what are some some tips for organizations who are trying trying to bridge that gap? And, and combine those two, those two uh, sets of knowledge. I was going to say, I think like everything else, there's not a one-size-fits-all model. And as you can see here on the screen, there's a mixture of approaches. Um, there's some that are as foundational as, you know, uh, part of the portfolio offering, like we talk, talked about on the last slide here, was that mixture, that kind of one-on-one -on -one session where the analytics team and the business meet together, work through a project together. And using that iterative, collaborative model has great effects. Um, some of the common ones are the CRISP methodology uh, or even Agile that you guys have seen in, in software development. But the idea is to get together, have a conversation, explain what you're trying to accomplish, work together to develop a solution, test it, come back, have another conversation about it, see if it fits, if it answers the right question, and adjust. And by having those two groups work together, they cross-pollinate language, they cross-pollinate ideas, and they start to develop a lot of the skills and the relationship that they need to not just solve the problems and answer the questions correctly, but make sure they're asking the right questions. Um, other ones, I mean, some organizations use statistics training uh, for the rest of the organization. So they kind of have like a 101 on stat classes so that their business decision makers understand some of the terminology, understand some of the methodologies and the approaches, and that just kind of helps build up their skill set so when they come to the table to have those conversations, they can understand and speak the language. On the flip side of that, 
a lot of the organizations make sure they have soft skills embedded in their analysts. And then some of the soft skills are things like active listening, probing questions, ability to tell a story. So this all makes sure that they're able to have a conversation, that they're able to then take that data and tell it in a way that makes sense to the other side of the business. So they're not just talking about you know, the key values. They're talking about, so what we're going to see is that we're going to probably, we have a 10 times likelihood of shifting here. Um, and so, and that again helps very importantly kind of embed those kind of relationships between the two. There's also some tools that are available. Um, for example, uh, we've got a couple of pieces that we did on looking at analytics case and points, a couple of webinars that talked about some tools like value path tools, hypothesis testing tools, and these are just things that you can set down as a tool to, to um, facilitate those kind of conversations. What are your thoughts on this, Michael? Well, it sounds it sounds like uh, Holly. It sounds like you won the bet. You you found a way to uh, work work the uh, the term p values into this into this presentation. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think you were going to be able to do it, but you you did it. Um, well, no, what, see what I was what I was thinking about looking at. Oh, what were you saying? <laughs> no, that's okay. Since they are near and dear to my heart, so yeah. Um, what what I was thinking when I was looking at the slide is that what this really looks like. Uh, the job qualifications for a data scientist, which is you know the the, the so-called uh, sexiest job of the 21st century, and basically uh, the prototypical data scientist is a oh, uh, one-person package that that incorporates both business acumen and statistical analysis, and the ability to to communicate data in a in a convincing and a clear way. And uh, so what we're talking about here is not necessarily wrapping all of that into one person, but using the existing resources that you have and just shoring them up a little bit. So helping the business people understand statistics a little bit better and helping the, the more analytical people understand how to communicate more effectively and how to understand how the data and how, how the analytics results fit into the business. And that, that's how you can help bridge that gap. And this is something we're going to talk about more uh, in our research in 2017. Um, and so here, here's a look at uh, what our research agenda actually is for 2017. So you, you can you can get a get a taste of what we're gonna what we're gonna address this year. Um, and uh, as you can see, setting up an analytics function is one of the the first things that we're going to talk about. And as part of that, we we are we're going to look at whether data scientists really are a necessary part of an organization, or whether you can get those same skills uh, from your existing resources. I want to say another caveat just to make is as though I think that's going to be a fun topic because we're going to talk about skill sets, we're going to talk about that, we're also going to talk about what's the right structure um, as well as you know looking at portfolios, how do groups manage that. Um, but also outside of the work Michael and I are doing in the process and performance management area, all the rest of APTC's research team so are also addressing and looking at how analytics are impacting specific functions such as knowledge management, finance. Um, HR, as well as the supply chain. So I think we've got a lot of exciting topics coming up this year. Oh, definitely. Um, and so our, our, our audience, I, I encourage our audience to, to stay up to date with our research agenda. You can find it at apc.org. And, and you can see uh, our research as it's being published uh, if, you, if you visit, specifically on analytics, if you visit our anal analytics expertise page, uh, which you can also find uh, via the homepage, apc.org. Uh, and that's that's about it for today. Um, 
we, we thank you for taking a look at what's, what's to come in 2017, what your organizations are thinking about, and how we're going to help them meet those challenges. And we look forward to talking to you all again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you.